0: On the podcast today, we are talking money. You have conflicting thoughts, ideas, beliefs, values, when it comes to money, then I want you to stay with me. We are talking something serious here.
1: Those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. This is Success with Srini. If it's professional growth, personal growth, financial growth, or relationship growth. We're talking about it. One show, one topic. Diving in deep with practical and useful insights that will change and transform your life. Welcome to Success with Srini. And now your host, Srini Sarapalli.
0: Welcome back. Happy Tuesday morning to you. Today's podcast episode is not a question from anyone. By the way, I'm getting a lot of questions. And I'm finding and I'm pacing myself to answer your questions. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for believing in me. And I will get to those questions. If your question has not been answered yet, then I'm promising I will get to it. It's in my queue. I'll get to it. Sometimes I do record some questions. In fact, I did recently. I recorded a few episodes. But as things happen, as events are happening in my life, I defer those podcast episodes and I record the most important event that just recently happened that I experienced so that the podcast stays contextual. So today's podcast episode is an event that happened yesterday and this is the backstory. So I was with a friend of mine, we were at a tea place having tea But We were talking about money, income, investments, careers, children, all that, a variety of topics. And the owner of the restaurant walks up to us and we get into a three-way conversation with him. And at some point... This owner of this restaurant, he says, he's a young man, he says two things. He says, I'm starting a new restaurant, a bigger, better place so that I can cook things that I cannot cook here because this kitchen is restricted. And then he says, I will run both the places. And my friend was advising him, he was telling him what he should do and how he should negotiate the deal and how to structure, how he should pursue the lease and all that and I was sitting there silently observing a young man trying to figure this. I have been there myself, I have gone through this process where I kept quitting one after the other business says now multiple businesses I started, multiple times I quit, only to find myself back to the first one, which I still do. Which is interesting that you go around the world looking for whatever you want to have, only to find it in your backyard. It's interesting. So I was sitting there watching my friend and this, this owner of this place interact. And at the end, after we were done, I kind of provided a synopsis. I kind of gave my read of the situation. I said, here's the problem. Anytime somebody's unhappy with what they're doing, and every each one of us, we want to improve our situation. We want to get out of the pain, whatever we are in right now, whatever suffering we have. We want to, all of us, and that is why we have advanced as a civilization. We have come this far because we were always looking for ways and means to get out and get into something that Helps us. So I appreciate this young man's courage to go start something new. So I, I'll give it to him. But I said, explain, I said, I see two problems. One is that he somehow believes in his mind that he can improve the second opportunity in a much better way, in a much bigger way. He can do something bigger. And this, in itself, this opportunity, which by the way is also new, doesn't inherently have what he thinks it should have and he's limited. He can't create a bigger kitchen, he can't serve or he cannot cook a, a bigger menu and all that, which is good, which I understand. But there are so many revenue models. know, I sit in the restaurant, I look at what they're doing. I see an additional 10 or 15 different revenue streams that can be added to What they already are doing there. Any business, any business has multiple sleeping revenue streams. And as an owner, as an entrepreneur, your job is to identify what are the different revenue streams that are hidden in this opportunity, which no more is an opportunity because it's job. You know, you run a restaurant for three, six, eight months, it becomes a job. It's not an opportunity. But very rarely, that's why you need an entrepreneurial mindset to see opportunities in the stuff that you do on a daily basis. And that's what separates a business owner from an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are always thinking, they're creative, they're constantly engaged in possibilities. Business owners, yes, you know, they are, I need to open the business, I need to run the business, I need to generate the income at the end of the day and I'll just follow the least path of resistance which is everything is working, let me work the cash register. Now, again, this is not a proper definition of a business owner. But in this context, somebody who owns a restaurant, runs a restaurant, makes sense. You know, this example applies. So the second point this individual makes, this owner makes is, I will run both the places. And this is where I was shocked. See, you're starting something, you're just new into something. Somehow you're facing some resistance, some intellectual differences in the way that you think you should run the place and you should create the place and there are restrictions on the ground, on the field. So you feel challenged, you feel constrained. You want to exit the situation, but you're not truly exiting. You want to have whatever you created on this side and you also want to go and create something big on the other side. That's where I had a problem. See, most of the times we underestimate what we can do. And this weekend, in fact, I underestimated what I was doing. Somehow, I made up my mind that I should be able to move an entire house. So I moved this weekend. And ended up moving my entire house. And I did not hire any movers. And I did not hire any packers. I packed everything. And I rented a U-Haul. And I moved. I'll tell you why I did that, maybe in a different podcast episode. I'll tell you why, what was my mindset behind it. My mindset was, I was trying to see if I still have that which I had nearly 25 years ago within me. It was a self-discovery exercise. It was my me kind of competing with my previous version, previous self. So I was trying to see if I can pack my stuff, I can move, get a truck, move everything to a new location completely clean the old location, I did everything, of course, my son helped and all that, but he's a small kid, so not a lot of help, just me, that's it, and my wife also chipped in here and there, but just just say nobody else from outside, and majority of me doing it, so I was thinking, you know, I underestimated the the effort And also overestimated my capacity and my skill. And I was really, really tossed. I was like gone. I mean, moving all this stuff to a new location, cleaning the old location. It was just a mess. People do this all the time. And I'm I'm telling you, as much as I know this, I somehow sometimes misunderstand myself. I can't read myself. But I read in others. See, when you ask me a question, I can see your situation because I'm emotionally detached from you. Me looking into my own situation, emotionally attached. So I have difficulty processing this. And likewise, and that is the reason why majority of the successful people who you see, coaches, mentors, whoever, whichever field, you know, super performers in every field, they have coaches and mentors guiding them. They can't see we all of us, we humans by default, we have our own dark spots, we are myopic, we are blindsided by our own things, events. So this individual is overestimating himself. And long time ago, many, many months ago on this podcast, I made a point in one of the episodes, I said, every time you try to replicate success, you unknowingly will also replicate the failures very rarely you can replicate success very rarely you can undo or not do the same mistakes the second time around very rarely it happens and now you have to travel commute and you are effectively dividing your capabilities into half half goes into the new venture. Half goes into the old one. It's just complicated. I would never, this is my thing. I would, I see business opportunities every day. I guide entrepreneurs. I am in meetings, and I'll tell you my suggestion has been and will continue to be start one thing, stay with it, and learn everything humanly possible. Systemize it, try to replicate yourself with the system. Hire the people who will operate inside the system and you check out if you want to. See, you can minimize your engagement and your time with what you're doing, but the responsibility is still with you. Going back to a quick note on this this individual, you see, in your 20s and 30s, even in 40s, there is a sense of urgency to make money, which I highly suggest you are a teenager listening to this right now. Go figure out a way to make money. I'm very vocal about this. I think every kid should learn how to make money and money values are important and they need to be instilled very, very early by the parents and should be applied very early by the children. Some people are raised without understanding money values. And I am one such individual because that was not a dominant value in the house. The house struggled. We struggled. But it was not something about never had a discussion about investing, never had a discussion about growing money, none. Everything on money is an acquired value for me. And because it's an acquired value, it comes at a cost. And that cost, sometimes you have to pay over a long period of time. And because it is an acquired value, it could be challenged and it could be shifted very easily by your core values. It's very difficult to take an acquired value and turn that into a core value. It involves a tremendous amount of effort. It takes time, it takes a lot of diligence. It doesn't happen. You just can't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to become successful. It doesn't happen. You're employee mindset your past lack of money mindset your struggles all those things will override any thought any positive thought you are trying to create for yourself when it comes to money and happens every day that's why people go bankrupt that's why people lose money that's why people can never get ahead see i don't know who you listen to what you're listening very rarely people succeed it's hard it's really really hard it needs a lot to succeed. And that's also true in your job too. So whatever you have taken up, it takes a lot of effort to succeed. Not easy. So this young man's desire to make money is something, as I said, everybody should. And this, he's also trying to do it. But then he's trying to do it too quickly and too fast. It may work. It may not work. Oftentimes it doesn't work. It takes time. Coming back to my discussion about happiness when it comes to money, at the end of the day, you're trying to make money because you want to become happy. And that was the discussion I was having with my friend early on before before this happened. See, I have friends on both sides. I have friends who tell me that money is nothing. And I have people telling me I have money is something that you need to give your, your time, attention and effort to. Uh, In my understanding, in my observation, money for me is a tool. It has utility value. But then beyond that, you know, in some context, it plays its role. And in some places, it doesn't. I'll give you an example. This debate has been on for many, many, many years, hundreds of years. If you go back 500,000 years and you start readings or you try to pull some information about how our previous generations used to treat money and what were the money values. One of the values that you can see all through the history is, you know, happiness, wealth in happiness, not happiness in wealth. But I see people who are on both sides even today and 500 years from now, people will be on both sides. So some people will continue to make money hoping that making a lot of money will make them happy. And there will be people who will constantly pursue other things so that other things are wealthy for them because they're finding wealth in happiness that those things make them happy. So these two are always going to be there. These two categories. So One saying, money is a thing. The other saying, money is not a thing. J. Paul Getty was once asked, you know, you have all these billions of dollars. And he said, yeah, you know, I have all this money, but I don't think I am happy. You know, with this money, I cannot buy health. With this money, I cannot buy good times. So what's the value of this? So, I have known personally and I see, I read people who pursue money as if that's the only thing, as if they're pursuing oxygen. So, which, by the way, we all do. All of us, we <laughs> need oxygen to survive. So, these people somehow rate money is as much higher than oxygen itself. So, they do. But then, little do they know that they have lost their prime, they have lost their time. And by the time they have it all, now they are starting to fall apart from a health perspective. you know i 'm telling you right now my mindset, and it has been for the last few years you know what is my neurological life? Just running and diet doesn't help. I need to start focusing as as i 'm growing I need to start focusing on. You know, what can I do to keep my brain active? What can I do to make sure that, you know, I'm stretching, I'm, you know, my everything when it comes to the neurons and everything that comes to the nervous system, everything is in, intact. Those are the changing things. And I, I'm starting to see that. And and once you are into your 50s, you start to think in those lines. You're not thinking about, you know, I want to go buy a bigger house or a better car it's, it's it's just it comes with that age, so money is overrated. It's inflated, and I made a podcast on this many many months ago. As I said, money is for me has utility value. That means it is a form. It's a it's a mechanism. It's a means to do whatever you want to do. So uh, money gives me freedom. Money gives the, you the autonomy. So these are things that that money can do. But just making it the most important thing is one of the, you know, surefire ways or sure short ways, whatever, whatever way you want to say, it, to not having good time, J. Paul Getty said it. So, the pursuit of money is important, not money in itself. Money in itself will do nothing. Many years ago, I went into a I started promoting a concept called a lifestyle business, which is not unique to me. Many many other people also do, do it and talk about it. And in a lifestyle business, what you're doing is you're making just enough amount of money so that you have a decent lifestyle. And lifestyle includes health and relationships, finances, investments, every other aspect of life, spirituality, everything comes in in a lifestyle. So you make just enough amount of money so that you can just have every other aspect of your life in sync because if you start focusing and giving more money to one area of life then success in that area is coming at the cost of other areas simple okay so very simple take your hourly rate or whatever and and you multiply that by eight so you work eight hours a day that's all just eight hours a day and that will give you over a period of 22 days in a month. That should give you the amount of money you're going to make. For example, let's say you take your hourly rate as $100 and you work eight hours a day, 800 And let's say there are only 20 days in a month you work. Saturdays, Sundays you don't. So if you go by that number, that means you need $16,000. Now, if you keep all your expenses under 16000 including some investment and savings, all of that, and taxes and all that, then you have a good life. And a decent life going as long as you keep making those numbers. And I've known many people, I've lived that life. I know many of the people that I coach and train and I tell them to do it. And that's it, that's how it works. Now occasionally you have a situation like COVID or inflation and all that, the stock market collapsing. So it may shift some some numbers here and there, but over a long period of time you also shift because you because you have energy and you have health and all that you're smart so as things change on the money front you also modify other things to make sure that you your money numbers or whatever it is they don't go down and you will pull the numbers back to the same level so that you continue to have a balanced lifestyle simple okay i'm going to stop here this podcast has gone too far longest i think ever since Okay, go Uh, have an incredible Tuesday and I will catch up with you tomorrow, depending upon what else I have to say. Maybe I'll continue this or maybe I'm going to go to a question, depends. Okay, that's all for now. Take care of yourself. Talk soon, bye now.
1: You've been listening to Success with Srini. Srini is committed to changing and transforming your life, whether it's professional growth,